As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to the Insightful Astrology Podcast, where life is written in the stars. But you get to edit the script. Making astrology come alive. Here's your host, Maria DeSimone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Insightful Astrology Podcast. It is me, your host, Maria DeSimone. And oh my God, welcome back. It's been a minute. Actually, it's been like 10 months. I could have had a baby in the time that I have been on this podcast last. And yes, I have a whole story for you, catch up and all of that, but I am going to bring on an old favorite guest so that we can have a really lively catch up conversation. For those of you who have been listeners to the podcast for the couple of years that it was on, you may know that my cousin Joe Peretta is an acclaimed psychic medium. And you may know that this show is more than just astrology. I love talking about everything metaphysical and I love bringing the astrology to life. And some guests, we have such a connection and a great banter and cousin Joe is one of them. So I'm very, very excited to welcome cousin Joe Peretta back on the show for the relaunch. Hello, Joe. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me back. I'm very excited you're doing this again. I'm me sure too. Everyone else is too. Uh, yeah. Well, this is back actually by popular demand. I was literally yeah, I'm one sitting of them. on my couch. Yeah. I okay. So before I get into my whole freaking story and your story, tell people like your two minute who you are, where they can find you, what you do, all that jazz. So um, I am Joe Peretta. I live in Manhattan. I'm a psychic medium. Uh, that's where I work out of. I work out of my apartment on um, the uh, in Midtown East. Uh, you can find me at my website, which is just joeperetta.com or psychicmediumjoeperetta.com. Uh, my last name is P-E-R-R-E-T-A. Uh, you can just Google me. I'll come up. I've worked with a group. I've worked with um, Forever Family. I actually did some really cool research stuff, which actually isn't published yet. And I'm really not supposed to talk too much about it, but we'll get back to that later this year. I'll be back on your podcast to talk about it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, that's where to find me. Uh, I'm on Facebook too. You can follow me on Instagram if you want. Although my Instagram is not really um, like a work Instagram. It's more just like me out and what I ate and what I'm drinking and whatever stupid shit I'm doing. Which always <laughs> is more interesting anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I post <laughs> food pictures ways. all the time on my Instagram yeah. and, you know, everybody likes to eat. Yeah, so if and you're interested in the nonsense, I'm on Instagram too at Joe Peretta, just Joe Peretta. But I'm on Facebook too, and that's really where I post more of my, um, like, psychic medium stuff, events I'm doing, things like that. Awesome. Okay, guys, check him out. He is so talented. And although today for our first podcast back, we're not doing uh, caller readings, Joe says he would like to come back maybe once a month and we will be doing that in the future for sure. Right, Joe? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've got to get back on that reading uh, game. Yes, we will. But today, there's just so much to talk about and catch up on. I I needed this to be just a conversation show. And I also, I mean, of course, there's the astrology. We are are relaunching the show on September, Jesus, February 7th. And so a little bit later today, Venus, the planet of love, money, self-worth, harmony, is moving into Aries. And you and I both have Venus and Aries natally, don't we, Joe? We do. Well... Uh, we've got to talk about some astrology and some Chiron Venus shit, as well as the full moon in Leo, which is coming up on the ninth. So now I know you don't know too much about Chiron and Joe, and and to be honest, up until I would say a year and a half ish ago, I was not a big fan of Chiron. I just didn't include it too much. Not that I, not that I was anti-Chiron. I just didn't talk about it a lot, didn't study it too much. Well, that's the reason I don't know about it, because you didn't really, <laughs> you never taught me. Really? Come on yeah. in. All right, well, well, I'm about to school you. I'm about right. to school you, because I am, I am officially a Chiron fan. Officially. And, and what, of course, for me, you know, the Aries stuff, I have Aries rising, I have Venus and Aries. And, until it becomes relevant to me, I, I just don't give a shit. Just like yeah, you, right? I that's that's that. typical for Aries energy. <laughs> typical Aries behavior. Exactly. So with Chiron, I needed it to smack me in the face for me to really realize how important it is. And so Chiron is an asteroid that has an orbit between Saturn and Uranus in the sky. And so Chiron is known symbolically as the wounded healer. And in your natal birth chart, you will all have a Chiron placement. And wherever Chiron is placed by house and sign, we'll talk about your core psychic wounds for this lifetime. And it it is said that it's a place that's never truly healed, but that when we use our Chiron to try to heal others, we actually heal ourselves. And so that's my understanding of Chiron very minimally. And of course, I actually do have Chiron and Aries. It's conjunct my Aries ascendant. So I have three Chiron placements. Uh, But Chiron became very interesting to me about last April, I would say. Exactly when I went on hiatus for this podcast. It was a little bit before then. But As some of you know, if you've been listening to the show long enough, I I bought a house in March and I put the podcast on hiatus April 30th because I had to renovate, move and adjust to my new life. And then I went undercover and and the podcast, I I went in, in a little bit of a different direction. The podcast was on hiatus for a lot longer than I expected. And I was okay with it because my life became much more private. You all know I have a big mouth and I talk about everything. Joe is the same way, right, Joe? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so we, we talk. It, it's like you just can't help it. We, hey, when Gemini you got, rising, what am I supposed to do with myself? And I've got a Sag moon. I mean, me, me and you, and I think that's the thing with us, the Gemini and the Sag, we ping off of each other. And, I, and it's like I forget that 
all these other people are listening and right. I just feel like I'm talking to you on the couch. Right. And, and I get like that with more people than, than uh, I would like to admit. But <laughs> I, I moved and I had this whole new brand new life. And I said, you know what? I just want to kind of keep it to myself. And, and so my Chiron Venus story began in April-ish when transiting Chiron in the sky moved into Aries. And actually started to make a conjunction with my natal Venus and in Aries in the 12th house. And stay with me, guys, because this is not just about me. This is going to be relevant for all of you because this is a transit that's happening right now in the sky that's coinciding with our full moon in heart-centered Leo. So I promise you, this is not just about my Venus. This is not just about Joe's Venus. This is about uh, everybody collectively as well, but in particular, if you have Venus in Aries, Chiron will hit your natal Venus at some point between now and April of 2027. So it's going to be a bigger lesson for you. So now, Joe, mm -hmm. what do you think would happen when the wounded healer comes to make a conjunction with the planet Venus? What do you think could be healed? I mean, I would assume it's either issues around women or relationship issues relating to other people, very, you know, Venus type uh, subjects, I would assume. And you assume correctly, because Venus conjunct Chiron is an opportunity to heal our heart, heal our Venus wounds, v relationships, personal values, what is important to you, money, uh, all Venus matters. But right. How does Chiron accomplish this? It's 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 different from Pluto, although it could sometimes feel a little similar. But Chiron, the symbol of Chiron, it's a, it's a key. I don't know if you've ever seen it in in your birth mm -hmm. chart. Okay, yeah. so so Chiron, it, it it unlocks when it makes this connection to another planet. It's going to unlock the secrets. It's going to reveal something that was overlooked and misunderstood. So it's not the same as Pluto. When Pluto hits your Venus, you know, something dies and is pulled, ripped apart from you and it's brutal and it's, you know, very Plutonian. But when Chiron will hit Venus, information is coming to light that you really didn't know about consciously and it helps you heal the wound. And so Chiron has three functions in astrology. It makes us aware of what hurts. It's going to bring your pain to the surface. That's the wounded healer phase, okay? So the second thing Chiron does, Joe, and everybody else, is that it will heal the wound. And this happens only when we become aware of the wound. And so if it remains unconscious, the healing doesn't happen. And we just perpetuate that wound story in our life. But third, once Chiron does this and we work with our Chiron, it will transform that wound into a gift. And once the wound is healed and acknowledged, it can finally reveal the gifts. And there is a, a level of maturity and, and greater stability once Chiron works with the, the planet and brings all that alive. And so now in the sky, this is fascinating, Chiron is in Aries, you know, it's in Aries. And Venus, like I said, later today is about to move into Aries. And sure enough, to I think it's tomorrow, February 8th, Chiron and Venus will make an exact conjunction at two degrees Aries. So collectively, Joe, mm -hmm. what do you think that could mean? For I mean, uh, it, the way it sounds um, is that eventually it will be positive. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like we're headed for, like, a relationship shit show across the board, if you ask me. Or, oh. like, 
<laughs> with money. I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic about this. I have to be well, honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, you are very psychic and you don't know my three Venus Chiron stories. No, I don't know anything about it. No, this, this, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm, I'm just want everyone to know that I'm being a little pessimistic about it because I'm sitting here as you're talking, looking at my chart. Yeah. And I'm realizing that Chiron is going to conjunct my sun and my Venus, which are like pretty much next to each other in my chart in the 11th house, yeah. like a few years after Pluto squares both of them. So I'm like, great, like my father and my grandmother are going to die. And then oh, I'm going <laughs> to heal the wounds and then like have this like amazing, you know, transformative experience. So I'm like, it's the headspace I'm in. But to be honest with you, I am feeling like psychically mm -hmm. for everyone, you know, who wants to know what mode I'm thinking in. Um, or feeling, and I should say, this Chiron-Venus um, conjunction in the sky right now does feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's my feeling about it. And, and, and I agree with you, because Venus conjunct Chiron is exposing that wound, and it's asking us, are you brave enough to choose love over fear? Are you brave enough to really see the wounds of, uh, of, your, of Venus? And, and for all of you in your life, look to see where two degrees of Aries is in your birth chart, okay? Because this is where the transiting Venus Chiron conjunction is happening. And it's going to be amplified by our full moon in Leo, which is happening on the 9th, because it's about the heart. And this is a, a positive full moon overall, but emotions are heightened and everything connected to the heart and to our ability to love is, is illuminated. And there is always a, a change that has to happen at a full moon. A full moon is either an ending, an awareness, or you have to pivot. You, you, you become aware of something and it forces you to make a change. This is full moon energy and it's happening while Venus is conjunct Chiron and Aries. So I agree with you, Joe. Now this, right. and so this is bringing me to my little story about uh, the, uh, what, where, where I've been, what's been going on in my life for the past 10 months. And, and I actually didn't even realize that it would connect to Venus Chiron so much until today. Mm -hmm. So it's so appropriate. Everything happens for a reason. So uh, my Venus is in the 12th house. Venus, the 12th house is everything that's hidden, guys. And uh, Venus in Aries, although it's very passionate and direct and bold and brave, you throw her in the 12th house and she's kind of drowning a little. She's underwater. And it does make for some more difficult experiences in Venus ruled matters because it becomes a blind spot for you. Any planet that's in your 12th house is a blind spot that you have to really work hard at uncovering and consciously working with. And so I, uh, I moved. I had a very big move after 22 years of living. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Queens, New York, I moved to Suffolk County, which is about an hour away on Long Island. And when I moved, I was just getting over one heartbreak situation because I actually moved to the location that I live now. I want to say 70% because of a man. And I know that's really, I'm I'm a little ashamed to admit that, (laughs) but you know, uh, the beach guy that I I had a a fling with for a couple of years, he lives in this area and, and, and somehow managed to get me to to move here. I, I had to move anyway, but to, I wasn't planning on buying a house here specifically. And then I, I, I moved here. I did fall in love with my house. I found the perfect house. Everything was great. I made a conscious decision to say goodbye to this person. And honestly, I'm totally healed from him. It's all good. I recognize it now as our soul contract was, you were meant to get me to this home and to my new life. Thank you for that. And so for that, I am grateful. But I made the decision when Chiron first made that conjunction to my natal Venus, Joe, to say say goodbye, to let him go, to release that, right? And literally a month later... And, and I always said this, you know, that, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to meet anybody I have a connection to. And for a guy to, you know, he's literally going to have to just, you know, ring my front, front doorbell because that's just, you know, I, I, it's hard for me. So, of course, what happened the end of May? This guy rings my doorbell. Literally. <laughs> no, but like literally, this isn't a joke. This isn't a metaphor. He rang the doorbell. Yeah, lit- doesn't happen to anybody. You know how many people I read and they're like, well, I want to meet someone, but I don't go out. And I'm like, well, you know, he's not going to just ring the doorbell. It's not going to be the mailman. Yeah. You, um- literally rang your doorbell so <laughs> put that out there for everybody yeah it, it was literal now i i don't want to reveal anything too personal about him because he is still in my life and i want to be very respectful and careful but i will say he lives close to me he rang my doorbell we had an instant connection and since the end of may we have been very heavily involved but he he just got divorced and was finishing up divorce when i met him and he's he, you know younger than me and he's he was honest about not being in a place to be able to be in a committed relationship right now because you know he's been going through his stuff and he has a uranus venus square happening by transit and if you know anything about astrology uranus is not about commitment it's about liberation it's about breaking things up when it's at a hard aspect to your natal venus and he's finishing that transit up and so that transit's finishing for him right now but it began when we met he suddenly met an astrologer uranus rules astrology (laughs) and we had a massive amazing uh, uh, situation, situationship, they call them now, right? So I, that's a new one for me. Oh, you never heard situationship? No, I'm a little behind the times, though. Um, apparently, this is all the rage on YouTube videos now when you watch like the tarot and astrology. I don't yeah, know. I'm 30, but I might as well be like 90 because I don't know anything. Well, I mean, I'm feeling younger. Maybe it's because I was with a younger guy. I don't know. But anyway, this is a situationship <laughs> because I can't say it's a commitment. There is no commitment with Uranus Venus um, when it's in hard aspect. And so, oh, and when Chiron and Venus is hitting your 12th house Venus. But anyway, there is there is love. There is definitely love. And so what, what happened was uh, Chiron's hitting my Venus and I had 
another Venus related issue happen over the, since the, I ended the podcast. And that is Joe, as you know, I went mm. into a secret business with somebody. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I had a lot of opinions about this. Oh, you, yeah, I know. I know. Um, no, it was a okay. good thing. I think it was a generally good yes. thing. But. Yeah, yes. And so, um, again, I, I, I will never say anything negative about anybody because we are all here to learn lessons and have experiences. But this was a dream of mine since 2011 when I first got divorced. I always wanted to launch an astrology perfume line that was curated and really uh, developed based on the astrology of attraction, which I very much believe can be bottled and sold. Uh, and so I met someone in May, exactly what I met, the guy that rang my doorbell, really funny. <laughs> and she, woman Venus, she is a perfumer. 12th house. This is 12th house stuff. Neptune rules perfumes. Okay. So Venus is beauty and women. And so we talked and it's, and, and we literally had similar ideas about this. It was, it felt like it was just meant to be. And I felt like, wow, this must be the time to do this and go in this direction. And so she and I suddenly started this new entrepreneurial effort. Aries. Okay. See, I mean, this astrology, you just can't make this shit up. <laughs> and, and so we agreed to a certain, uh, way of doing this, this business. And we, we, we really worked well together for a while. I have to say she's very talented. We developed five perfumes and you smelled a few of them, right, Joe? Um, they, we were, yeah, they were good. I think I really liked, was it Pisces that I loved? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you actually said yeah. Pisces could be a bestseller. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it, it was wonderful and an experience and I invested a significant amount of money while she invested a significant amount of her time and talent. And so unfortunately, the Venus Chiron manifested with this story as well, because, and all of this happened in the past six days of my life, by the way, which Joe doesn't know this yet. So that partnership dissolved and the whole, it, it just went south. Okay. So now while I still have my dream of developing my astrology perfume line, it's not going to be with her, unfortunately. And so, by the way, if any perfume makers out there are listening to this, you know, <laughs> shoot, shoot me an email. Let's talk. Slide in my DMs. Slide yeah. in my DMs. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I do believe this is a dream of mine and I do believe at some point it will happen, but it, it, it was, it, I was meant to really learn something here. So I lost money, Venus, Okay. And I lost a female business partner, Venus and Aries in the 12th house. And it was literally the 12th house secret, secret situation. So the love thing also kind of came to a head and ended because everything involves secrecy in the 12th house. And I found out that, um, you know, th there's some more complications in this relationship that I'm comfortable with. And I decided that unless he was able to make me a complete integrated girlfriend in a normal way, which I know he's not ready to do right now because he's still Uranus Venus. Uh, I, I was not going to continue putting myself in that position of heartbreak. So I had that Venus Chiron story manifest exactly around the time of the, uh, the perfume line breaking up. And by the way, Cameron, my producer happened to text me while that, right after that business relationship dissolved, he texted me hours after that happened. And I'm telling you, this man is so psychic. It's fascinating <laughs> because he literally said, he, he said, Hey Maria, hope all is well. I want you to know the podcast is still really, really popular. People are downloading episodes like crazy. Would you please come back? And he asked me to come back. So I said, you know, the universe is talking to me, Joe. Uh, I guess this is meant to be. And that's why I'm back. 
Uh, yeah, tonight. I mean, I always felt like this podcast was something, so I was a little bit, like, upset. I, I harassed you all the time when you were on yes. hiatus. I was always like, you're going to do it, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. I really didn't, to be honest, because I needed time to be under the radar, and I was afraid of, see what's happening right now? I knew that this would happen. This is Maria. This is who I am. I told <laughs> So I wasn't, I needed to not do that for a while, but it happened, yeah. it all came out when it was supposed to. So that, so that's the second Chiron Venus story, guys, okay? Now, please, you're gonna, I'm telling you, relate this all to your world. This is the temporary transit that you're having. We're all having. The third one, you have no idea about. Your mother no, knows No, I don't know about. anything about your it. Your mother knows, Val, uh, Valerie knows, because she texted me about it. And so I am, I have very bad eyesight, very bad astigmatism. Uh, I, I literally can't see a thing without my contact lenses or glasses. And I've struggled with my eyes becoming a little more difficult as I'm getting older. And so all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I have not been able to wear contact lenses for the past couple of weeks. I, I have a, a real issue. And so I went to the eye doctor. And sure enough, Joe, I get diagnosed with uh, it's something called contact use over wear syndrome or something. Okay. I'm getting the name wrong. I've been wearing contact lenses for over 30 years. Yeah. And he said this is a common And unfortunately, people my age, mid-40s, early 50s, are often faced with the dilemma of they can no longer tolerate wearing contact lenses. And oh. I, I, I'm basically down to, I, I, within the next month, I'm supposed to really limit it. But I, may, I might only be able to wear them two hours a day for the rest of my life. Or my, oh my God, maybe not sucks. even at all. Well, the reason why it really sucks is because I am, I am very blind. I, I mean, I'm not joking. No, I get it. it. So my, my prescription's horrible. I can't see anything. I can't see anything, and I feel very vulnerable because if my glasses were to be knocked off of my head, I I'm blind, and I feel. When really would your glasses be knocked off of your head? Uh, you, you never know. If Are something... you like in the battlefield? No, I have Venus and Aries. Anyway, <laughs> so do I. I wear glasses. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure they don't get knocked off your head because Venus right. rules. Uh, Aries rules the head so, and the eyes. So anyway, the story goes. Um, me, my eyes are so bad that I do not qualify for um, the LASIK surgery where I could correct my vision and maybe not need glasses, right? So that, that could be a solution. I don't qualify either. I, well, I really don't qualify. They won't touch me because I also have autoimmune conditions. So oh. they won't touch me. Yeah. So my only option, Joe, is, and I'll know this in the next month, is to literally get cataract surgery when I don't have cataracts to get lens replacements in my eyes. And this is a very expensive surgery. You're talking sixteen to eighteen thousand dollars, because oh. insurance won't cover it because I don't have cataracts. So it's like getting plastic surgery for your eyes. It's an elective procedure, but I might have to do it. I might have to get this surgery. So that's my third Venus Chiron story because the twelfth house rules uh, connects to Neptune, and that's blindness. The oh. eyes, the head is Aries. Venus right. is your self worth and your your beauty and all of that. And that and literally, money, literally money, money, money. Again, money. I, there were two of them were money related. I lost right. thousands with the perfume business, and, and now I'm about to lose thousands with uh, right. getting You're the right. surgery. Oh possibly. my god! And the other one was love. So this is my Venus Chiron shit show story that all happened within six days. Did did I explain this well enough to make sense astrologically, Joe? Yes, I think so. And I will actually uh, give a story about my own life with this whole Please Venus do. Chiron oh. thing. Because well, um, I'm so in my birth chart, I'm not actually having the. Um, being uh chiron to my venus my venus is at 29 degrees my son's at 26 degrees um so that, that's not for a while but in the sky right now because they're linking up they're pretty much linked up at this point um i'm actually going to my ex-boyfriend's father's wake today <gasps> yes he um, passed away over the last weekend and they're having the wake tonight so i'm after this podcast i'm going to long island 
Is this um, the recent ex-boyfriend? No, 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 no. My my like ex that I dated from. Uh, so I've only ever had two boyfriends. If anyone listening wants to change that and you're cute, DM me. Um, um, yeah, um, but he's still a hoe. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> worst wingman ever, Maria. I love um, you. So, no, 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 this is my ex that I dated from when I was, like, 20 to 23 or 24, and we're still friends. We have, like, a lot of the same friends. We, we're still close. Um, and his dad passed away suddenly. Um, he was, I don't even know, like, the whole story, but uh, his, I spoke to his sister. It was just this crazy thing that happened, and his dad ended up falling and getting brain damage, and then he passed away. Um, so the wake is today, and I just thought it was very interesting that it's today, and this um, conjunction's about to happen in the sky. Wow. Uh, you know, the Venus Chiron. It's very interesting. It is because it's uh, it's got to be obviously hitting their charts very deeply. But uh, it, it uh, if for you, okay, this, I, I think it still falls in your 11th house, right, Joe? It does, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of reopening that wound. Right. Even though it's not next to your natal Venus yet, it's still in the 11th house. Right. and there. It's still there. And the 11th house connects to um, the fifth house in astrology is where you give love because it connects to Leo and the natural zodiac. And the 11th house is where you receive love. So the wound that's opening up for you, Joe, is um, looking at getting in touch with your feelings, even if it hurts, about receiving love. And this is going to be a very big lesson for you over the next several years, specifically when Venus, when Chiron touches your natal Venus. So right. stay tuned, stay tuned. Uh, yeah, I'll stay tuned, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. this is this is my next thing, because you said over the next few years. Um, yes. This is what I wanted to bring up, because I feel like this is definitely affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn, the conjunctions, yes. uh, Jupiter coming up. Let me just give everyone a little bit of, like, what's been happening over the last, like, week and a half, which I have to actually- With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Actually, I have to ask you about because correct me if I'm wrong, but those conjunctions are over, right? The conjunctions are over. The death happens, but we're integrating it now, and and I believe we're going to be empowered from it as Jupiter okay, and Pluto well, I will become conjunct. Tell you that in the last week and a half, no joke. I'm not even exaggerating. I have heard of eight people who've died. What? And seven out of the eight have been someone's father, which is literally Capricorn, like the father. Oh my god! And I'm sitting here going, well, this has got to be because this all, all the planets in Capricorn and, and the Saturn-Pluto um, conjunction in Capricorn. But I would have thought it would have happened weeks ago when the conjunction was like more exact. And now it's it's kind of fading. But I don't know if something triggered it in the sky. But when I tell you, no joke, 
I have heard of seven people's fathers dying. One of my uncles has had two heart attacks in the in the last week. He's in surgery right at this moment. He's having a oh, bypass. Oh my god, the Leo full moon. Leo rules the heart. Oh, so that makes a lot of sense. With, oh my with god, him. I'm sorry. He's, yeah, he's he's uh, we're not very close or anything. It's my aunt's husband. Nice guy though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's just it's it's crazy. And I every time I turn around, I keep hearing about somebody else's father is just like suddenly dying or my, my cousin's grandfather just got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Like I, they're all, everyone not to say, you know, if you're listening that your father's going to die or get sick, that's not what right. I mean, right. but it's very Capricorn to have all this happening to people's fathers and grandfathers and older men. And it, it's very Capricorn. But my question to you was what the hell could be triggering it this week? Is it just like in my own life? Should I look at my chart or is it, is something in the sky happening that's triggering this? Well, I mean, I'm going to say that right now the transiting moon is in Cancer and it's been opposing all the Capricorn oh, stuff. So maybe it triggered it. Okay. It, it possible because, you know, the full moon in Leo isn't happening until the 9th. Right. So right now, I mean, as we speak, the moon is in late degree Cancer. Right, right, so right. So it's possible, especially if it's happened over the last two days where you found out all this news, the moon in yeah. Cancer is pinging against Jupiter, oh, okay. Saturn, and Pluto. It could be that. It could be that. I, I mean, I'm looking at the sky right now, and I'm not seeing anything else that could explain that. So your chart is probably – see, the cardinal people, late-degree cardinal people, if you have anything in the late degrees of cardinal signs, literally, I would say 18 degrees, 19 degrees to the end of the sign of anything cardinal, anything Aries, anything Le uh, Libra, anything Cancer or Capricorn, you are very triggered right now by all of these endings and deaths and symbolic. It's just crazy. It really is. So the fact that the transiting moon was in a cardinal sign, um, it, it stimulated it, I think. That's that's my only explanation. Mm, I'll take that. I mean, I kind of thought too, like with outer planets, I feel like it's not always because I've had out-of-planet transits, like, you know, to my personal planets, and sometimes it I'll find it won't be, like, exactly when it's happening. Like, it'll be happening around then, but then, like, a major event will come a little bit before or a little bit after, or, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. they kind of, like, it, it, they, like, ripple for a while in, like, the in, in the water. You know what I mean? When you, like, throw a rock in and, and the ripple gets bigger. Yes. Um, it, they, I, I find that out-of-planets sort of, even if they're, the aspect is fading, they still kind of, like, reverberate in, in life and in the world, and it's crazy. Well, they move so slow, and so, I mean, the outer planets, Saturn transits, when you have a Saturn transit, it usually does have, they call it a whiplash effect, mm -hmm. so if Saturn is making, let's say, a square to your sun, or what, even, even a trine, a trine to your Venus, whatever Saturn's doing, Saturn, because it rules time, it is not the kind of transit that tends to happen early or exactly right. on the day. It, you feel it almost right. you know, up to a month after. And remember, the planet can go retrograde and you might get up to three mathematical hits of the transit. So right. you, you're feeling an extension of it. Now, a Uranus transit, I have found, is actually quite the opposite. Because yeah. Uranus is quick. It's electric. Right. When, when you've got Uranus touching one of your planets, you're talking about, I mean, it's like within right. the week. Your head will spin. It, yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's uh, crazy. You, you look at the exact hit. You mark that on your calendar. And you can expect something to be happening sometimes on the exact day, but definitely within the exact week. And then, uh, you know, Neptune and Pluto transits, because they move so slow in the sky, uh, it's you're going to feel them 
even after the, the exact hits are, are done, right. especially when you still have to have the retrograde. When you're, you're going to get three hits of Neptune and Pluto transits, but sometimes you actually can get up to five mathematical yeah. hits in your chart because of the, uh, the way that they operate. And so they really, these transits of Neptune to Pluto are going to be in your life for a couple of years. So I agree with you for sure. It's just, it's math. Yeah. It's so, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, that's what's happening. <laughs> if you, if your well, life seems like it's uh, about to burst, that's what's going on. Sad well, yeah, that's really interesting uh, that that's, that's been your experience right now with, uh, I mean, I'm glad that it, it's been, you know, some of it's kind of close to home and, and selfishly, I'm glad it's not like my own father. You know what I mean? Like it's not I know. in my immediate life, but it's really close. Like I'm, I was just, I was texting someone earlier and I was like, I'm like afraid to leave my apartment. Like, <laughs> like what's, what's the next thing that's going to happen every day? I've woken up every day this week to bad news about somebody every single day. This week. Well, you know, it's, I would say that Venus conjunct Chiron, remember Venus is the planet of love and feelings and right. Chiron's all about the wounds. You're right. supposed That's to happening be, too, right? Exactly. You're, yeah. You're supposed to get in touch with your feelings, Joe, even yeah. if it hurts. Right. And a lot of people, especially men, you men, I'm talking to you, Joe. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of men, it's very easy to close themselves off to emotions. Not just men. I shouldn't say this better than men, but it depends on your 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 astrological makeup, the yeah. way that you operate. But if you close yourself off to emotions, you're not eliminating emotions. Okay, they're there. And then what hap what happens is if you can't confront your emotions and really process them, you're going to um, misdirect them, misuse them, and then end up self-sabotaging and hurting your relationships. And so the message of Chiron to Venus is that being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. Aries, it is a sign of strength, but you have to acknowledge your feelings. You have to really be able to look at them. So everybody out there, while Venus is conjunct Chiron, when this full moon in Leo is happening, connecting us to our heart emotions, it's, you know, I never, me, I don't know how you feel about this, Joe. You have Venus mm -hmm. and Aries too. I am very courageous when it comes to loving and it doesn't matter how much I get hurt. I will bravely go and open my heart again and love. And that I think is a strength because I'm not afraid normally to be vulnerable, to mm -hmm. love, to put my heart out there. And so if you are someone listening who has that fear, who has that wound, Venus conjunct Chiron can really help you confront it. Do you feel like you're brave in love or are you a little bit? of a um, So it depends actually. All right. If I'm, if I am, so like, if I just like, kind of like you, I'm not, I have a Virgo moon. So like, I'm not giving you spit. You know what I mean? Like you'll okay. never know. <laughs> I'll like tell you when it's appropriate. I'm very like methodical about like the whole, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if I'm, if I'm feeling like, like a soul connection and like the earth stops moving when I look at you, um, I am an, like a full on idiot. Like I'll tell you what's on anything that's in my mind, in my heart. I'll write you poems. Like I, I'm very, but I don't get like that with everybody. That's like happened two or three times in my life. Um, so when I'm really, really, really feeling connected to someone, I'm very, I wouldn't even say courageous because it doesn't even cross my mind to be afraid to share it. Cause I'm, cause I'm, I feel, you know, Aries is very passionate. Um, mm -hmm. so when my Venus in Aries is ignited and I'm really, really, really feeling something for someone, I don't even care. Like if they, if I said something to them and was vulnerable and they stabbed me with a knife, I'd be like, okay, well, I love you anyway. So it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, it, it's not, uh, for me, it's not even about courage, but then it's weird because if I like some, like if I'm 
a little bit less connected to someone immediately, and it happens gradually like a normal thinking person that doesn't have an Aries and Venus, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm much more guarded, actually, mm-hmm. in, in that way. It, 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 I have to be, like, disarmed a little bit by someone, and then I'm, I'm very much like how you are. But you are very consistent. You are always very vulnerable and... And uh, you know, you, you, no, 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 I'm not gonna, I wouldn't say that, no. That's not the part I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about that privately. <laughs> um, well, well, no, but you are. I I will say you are very vulnerable and very like. You know what I do love about you, Maria, with with the whole relationship thing. Even if you've acted a fool, mm-hmm. you're still like. Well, I like the person. I love them. So who cares? Like you, you own it. You're never like trying to make excuses or like you'll just be like well I like them so I don't care and I feel like that's so Aries because I'm the same way like I, like there'll be someone that I'm really into and I, everyone's like what's wrong with you like they're gonna ruin your life and I'm like well I like them I don't care you know what I mean like we, we're very indignant when it comes to like yes. what we want well, we want what we want, but your Venus, like mine, it bleeds into the the twelfth house, and I think yeah. that's also about the twelfth house because the twelfth house connects to Neptune and the capacity to love unconditionally, right. and we can choose to really focus on the beauty that we see in a human, in a soul, right. Right. and and that does make us stupid. Love you is no, it's funny, but that's really true. Like that, it's like I'll like someone like if I really, really am into somebody. Again, doesn't happen often. Yeah. And like friends of mine or whoever will be like, oh, what do you like about him? And I can't even give you like one adjective. I don't know. Like, oh, he's cute. Like, yeah. I, 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 it's, I don't fall in love with qualities that people have. And I know that might sound kind of stupid, mm-hmm. no. but it's like a soul thing. Like, if I look at you and there's something about you that just attracts me, and I don't mean physically. I mean, of course, it's important. Um, but like in your soul, like I, I feel like I'm attracted to people's souls and I don't need a laundry list of like you know reasons or whatever to to justify why I like them like oh I like the way that they are with their mother and like that stuff's nice and I I might notice it but it almost doesn't matter to to me and I think that's such an Aries thing like we just want what we want and Mm -hmm. especially with 12th Aries in the 12th house mixed it's very um immediate and like I feel like the flame ignites immediately and there's no because it's 12th house and it's Pisces it's not really a rational thing uh it's not it is very much about souls connecting and it, it's very deep, but because it's expressed in the sign of Aries, I feel like we don't convey to other people how deep it really is. Does that make sense? Like it's, It does. But I'm actually laughing because your Virgo moon would like the lists, I would think. But your Venus is like, no, I don't care. I just love you. And this is why I love Virgo you. Moon I feel it. Fourth, which is like <clears throat> cancer, definitely would love what, what you would think. But I, I feel like that expresses more once I'm with someone yeah. mm-hmm. that I'm very like Virgo in the moon in the fourth house with, with someone once I'm with them. Like I want to like nest and do things together. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm very, but it's, um, I can't, I can't start like that because then my Venus and Aries is bored and I feel like I've like, it just doesn't work for me. And- and the other thing about 12th house is, remember I said it's your blind spot. So we're blinded with the energies that are in our 12th house. And so right. in Venus matters, we are prone to seeing only what we want to see. Yes. And so now my joke is, and I can't remember who I said this to, because the third leg of my Venus Chiron story is eye surgery that's going to correct my blindness. <laughs> so I'm saying to myself, holy shit, right. Chiron is hitting my Venus now, my natal Venus for the final hit. And... I was blind all my life and Venus ruled matters. Maybe now I'll finally see. Maybe your new lenses will have some uh, less uh, rose-colored glasses. I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe I'll go for the same surgery. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got to hit your 40s and stuff, but it's, mm-hmm. it's there for you. So I have to read a, a quote about uh, that that I think is appropriate for Venus Chiron. And remember, you know, I'm trying to make sure that all of you listening understand that this is uh, this is applicable to your lives right now, this weekend, the next several days. And so find two degrees Aries in your chart. And that's where the conjunction is occurring. That Leo full moon is happening at 20 degrees Leo. Find where that is in your chart. Of course, your astrologers can help you. And so there's this quote that I found on an astrology group. I can't remember which one, but I put it on my Instagram because I loved it. And it's really appropriate because remember what I said about, you know, being vulnerable with love. A lot of people out there are so afraid of being vulnerable in love because we've all been hurt. Wow, wow, wow. Well, guess what? There's this quote that uh, somebody named Hadley Fitzgerald uh, wrote, and I love this. It says, the anticipation of grief is one of the reasons people refrain from giving themselves over to intimacy and vulnerability. And I thought that was so beautiful Mm. because we expect to lose what we love. And the truth is we do. Right. So that's the truth. Eventually, what we love is going to be lost. And through death, through physical loss, through through actual breakups, whatever it is. And so we sometimes foolishly think that, well, if I don't if I don't let myself love anymore, then I'm never going to have grief. And I actually feel sorry, the most sorry for people who are not courageous enough to love because to me that's that's real grief what's the point of living in this world joe and isolating yourself and and not looking for intimacy and not looking for real connections with other people that's isolate that's grief that's right right Right. but i think i think people are just so used to it that it becomes it's conditioning it's the norm you don't realize you know it's literally like it's like a like a sort of looking for like a callus almost like you you grow harder and you know you I think sometimes people forget even to be like that you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. it's uh, some people do and so right. I think maybe it's a generational thing also uh, you know um, I, I I think you know what, I know, don't I don't know if I agree I kind of think uh, people have always done it <laughs> just okay. in, in different ways I mean I, I think, think so. it's easier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, than it than it used to be because we were forced to interact with each other before cell phones and trains, right. planes. You know what I mean? Like it, we were kind of like forced to just be around the people who you were around all the time and really connect with them. Or you were a hermit living in a hut somewhere, and most people weren't. Exactly. But now it's just so much easier to ignore, ignore people with your phone. And we're more connected and more isolated than we ever were before. It's a very weird. Oh, uh, it's it's fake. It's it's I, not real connections though. No. And uh, and the millennials in particular, I think, are really really vulnerable to being cheated out of deep intimacy and deep connections because it's really all about this easy access hookup culture. We don't have to. We could text. We don't have to talk on the phone. You know, I could ghost you if I don't want to be with you anymore. Right. And I and I have found that that is more of a millennial issue. Yeah, no, than, that's true. Oh, than, I will accept that definitely. Yeah, my age, I, and and I'm only saying that because you know I I've been involved with a millennial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I and I I just think it's so interesting the generational differences in um in in how people approach love, intimacy, and relationships. That's something right. to be looked at. But anyway, I'm just babbling now. Right. So Joe, Wait, what else? I, uh, go I ahead. have to I have to share one more story that I just actually yes. remembered, which is so it, it will really drive the whole Venus Chiron thing home. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so let me give a little backstory first. So as much as I, so like I'm a medium, obviously, you know, talking to dead people, I, I believe in what I do because I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. I'm very much, uh, you know, I believe that there's more, all that, but that's not my point. Um, I've never been a big like God person. Like not that I didn't believe that there was something, but I'm not very religious. Like I'm a gay medium. There's really no church for me for the most part. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I was raised Catholic. Like they don't want me. I don't care. I don't want burn you at the stake. I know. Right, exactly. I'm a divorced like, astrologer. They don't want me either. It's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, but, but I, I I love God. <laughs> right. So I've never been a big, like, super big into God. But I've always known there's some kind of divine, whatever you want to call it. Like I feel that. And then. Uh, last year during my Saturn return, I had a little bit of, um, I'm just giving the background and then I'll get to the Venus Chiron thing. Um, my Saturn return was rough, as you know, uh, not yes. everyone else knows, but I like almost gave up what I did, what I do yes. for a living. I was like, oh my God, have I been delusional this whole time? Like what's wrong with me? Big crisis it, was, you it, it was a big one. It was, it was very, it was, it's Saturn in my eighth house. It, it was, it was very much around. In Capricorn. <laughs> in Capricorn. It was very much around like my business, Capricorn, obviously, but it was also eighth house. So I was like stressed about death and existence. It was very existential and like. Just, I was really stressed out about all of it, and I, I really took like a deep dive into um, the science behind, like you know, people who study the scientists who study mediumship and energy healing and psychics and just all this stuff. Because um, I, I am, I, after all, I am Gemini rising, Virgo moon. I am very cerebral at times, um, so I needed it. So anyway, I got back on my feet, blah blah blah, and I was kind of like, well, now where does God fit in with the new way that I think about this? Because now I'm, like, all about, you know, like, evidence and being empirical and, like, well, how do I have any proof? So I was like, well, let me just try something. So a few weeks ago, I uh, – it was right around my best friend's birthday. My best friend turned 31 um, on the 21st, January 21st. She's an Aquarius. Um, and she – it's so funny. She bought tickets to something and didn't tell me what it was. She was surprising me for her birthday, which I Ooh, thought was the funniest thing. She was surprising you. Uh, for her birthday, such an Aquarius, right? Don't make it about me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was like, okay, weirdo, you're taking me on, like, on a date for your birthday. But we went with our other two friends. Um, and the night before, I had been laying in bed. And I was like, you know what? I was like, God, <laughs> if you're there. Because, you know, I test my guides like this. I'll ask them to show me something to let me know uh-huh. that they're there. My grandparents were on the other side. I'll say, you know, show me this tomorrow or during the week. And so I know that you're around and you know about this situation. And I, I get it immediately. I always get the, the sign. Um, so I was talking to God and I was like, you know, praying. And I said, if you're really like, if you're really there right now, like, could you give me like an irrefutable sign tomorrow? So I know that you're around. So I completely forgot that I even did this. Right. Okay. And now it's my best friend's birthday. So I meet her downtown. We, the four, me and her and our two other friends go get tacos. We're having fun, drinking margaritas, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then we, go um she bought it was so cool um uh, tickets for the four of us to go to a concert um it was like a classical music concert with like a quartet and a piano and they were playing um beethoven in an in this old church like on 20 something street so now i never go to church I go to church when someone dies and someone gets married and maybe a baptism if i feel like going okay whatever so i'm never in church so didn't realize when I walked in, like, I still didn't remember what I had been talking about to God the night before. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there enjoying the concert. Like, I went to school for music, so I'm, like, really loving I haven't heard classic music in a long time. I was really loving it. And this church is beautiful. It's, like, 200 years old. I'm looking around. And the stained glass window that we were, I was closest to, I was looking at. And I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I love the art. It's so beautiful. 
and I'm looking at the quote under it, and it, I forget exactly what it was, but it was a quote from the Bible that was basically like, I'm God, I'm here, come to me. Like, don't worry about it, I'm here. Ooh. And I read it a bunch of times, and then finally, I don't know what made it click, but I looked at it, and I was like, oh my God. I like realized I was in a church. I had been like, God, if you're there, let me know tomorrow that you're around. And I ended up in the church. I didn't even know I was going there. I had no idea where I was going. For the sitting next to a window talking about, come to me, I'm here, I'm God. And like the next day when I asked for it, so I laughed to myself and I, my uh, best friend asked me, she's like, what are you laughing at? So I told her, I was like, I just got like the weirdest sign from God. I know I sound crazy. Like I'm talking to God. I was like, but it's, uh-huh. it, it happened. And she literally turns to me. She's such a witch. She goes, did it happen because of that window over there? I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like, this is so crazy. So Whoa. anyway, my point about Venus Chiron, I just thought I'd share that for, for anyone who, you know, needs uh-huh. a pointer about God. Maybe you just talk to him and ask him. Cause now I'm like, okay, well I, I got what I asked for. So now I've been praying. I've been not like, you know, praying like how I was taught in Sunday school, but just talking mm-hmm. to, yeah. to God or whoever, whatever you want to call it. I use the word God because it's what I grew up with, whatever you want to call right. it. The source, all the universe, whatever the hell you want to say. Um, higher power. Right, higher power. There we go. So last night or the night before, one, it was it was recently, I was laying in bed and I was talking to God and I was actually asking for the higher power to help me like open my heart more and love more and to be more vulnerable. And it, like, it came out of nowhere. I was just laying there and I had, I had just meditated because I've been meditating before bed because I really like fell off the meditation wagon for like the last two years. So I've been like opening my chakras every night, doing my exercises. Like when I first started doing my psychic development, meditating. So I lay down after and I'm like, you know, just doing my nightly thing. And this is what I was praying about. Like, please help me open my heart. Please help me be more vulnerable. I, you know, I want to, I want to have my heart, you know, like, not more on my sleeve, but I was using my mother as an example because you know my mom. You know how she yes. is. And no one in the who's listening knows my mother, but my mother is. I'm not saying this because she's my mother. She's literally like a saint. Like she my really, mother, she really is. It's ridiculous. She, she could be like the. You could do the most horrible thing to her. She'll want to kill you. But she's a double Scorpio. But she got a Pisces moon, mm-hmm. and it shines very bright because she's all about forgiveness and. And like Neptune my mother literally it. has like she wanted to be a nun when she was a kid. Like she's very. She has that energy, like that very like saintly religious, but she's not religious at all. My mother is not at all. She's, it's she's, the Neptune on her ascendant. I right. really believe it. She's she's so spiritual, but in like a way that's like, there's like a sanctity to it or something. And my mother's heart, it's because she's so open. And I was like, I wish I could be more like my mother. I feel it in me. And, you know, I, I, I it's just, I have a hard time letting it out sometimes because I have this angry Aries energy all the time because, uh-huh. you know, like it's just so hard to not want to like run people over when you're driving. Like Aries is very aggressive. aggressive. It's God of War. Hello. Mm-hmm. Like there. So I, I'm always kind of battling that. And I, yeah, it was just, it was so funny because when you started describing Venus, the, this Venus Chiron um, conjunction in the sky, I was like, oh my God, you know, this is sounding familiar. Why do I feel like I was just talking about this? And it's because it was literally in my prayers the other night. So it, it just, it really drives the point home that astrology is scary. <laughs> like, well, it, it, dri- really Joe, it drives the point home that we are responding right, even to if the you don't energetic realize it. vibrations. We are connected to right. the cosmos and to the meaning, the symbolic meaning of these patterns, and they will reflect in our these things are in real life, whether you know it or not. Because I didn't, I didn't even know why those, why I was feeling that. It just, it just was what I felt like I needed to work on at the time, and now I know why. 
And, and now you could make it conscious. And over the next few days, I invite you and I invite everybody else listening, make all of this conscious, make yeah, your love your conscious, weekend, open your heart. Oh my God. That Madonna oh. song should play yeah, the end of this podcast. Me. Come on, guys. and Leo, seriously. Yeah, okay. Leo, Chiron, Venus, conjunction. Everybody open your heart. Be nice let's, this weekend. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Get some loving. I hope you all get laid. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And on that note, oh, my gosh, I think it, that's a wrap, Joe. We're going to yeah. say, I can't believe. I mean, I feel like I. it's like riding a bike. I feel like I did not take 10 yeah. months off. You're back. You're back. That's it. I'm back and my blabby mouth is back and I guess I'm no more flying under the radar. Here I am. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Guys, remember, check out Joe's work at josephperetta.com. And his last name again is P-E-R-E-T-T-A. No. (laughs) No, no, I did it wrong? No, yeah. It's (laughs) joeperetta.com. Not my full name. Oh, and but I spelled your name right. Okay. No, you spelled my name wrong too. <laughs> it's wait, it's P E R R E T A. Really? Yeah, I it used to be T T A, but my great grandfather changed it when we came from Italy. I don't know. Don't ask me. It's, okay, so it's wait, P E R R E T A. Two R's, one T. Okay. Do you know that? Uh, I'm just. I, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, but that's his name. Just psychic I'm not, medium. I'm Joe. not offended. <laughs> Joe, psychic medium. You'll find him. <laughs> yeah, all right? find me. And uh, yeah, you can find me at insightfulastrology.com. Go check out my YouTube videos. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast. I thank you all so much for that. And until next time, keep using the power of astrology to grow into your soul. Take care. You've been listening to Insightful Astrology with your host, Maria Simone. Visit Maria on her website at www.insightfulastrology.com to schedule your personal consultation and learn how to use the power of astrology to grow into your soul. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.